Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's live. It's Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Three rounds down in the uh, Monster Energy Supercross Series and uh, lots more to go and lots to talk about when it comes to the series and what's going on with it. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want to talk about some, uh, some Supercross. All right. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Uh, again, 702-586-7857. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, flyracing.com. Justin Brayton wearing fly, Max Anstey wearing fly, Shane McElrath in fly. Of course, um, uh, Joey Savacci got surgery this week, and he is out um, for a while with that, uh, but he was a fly racing rider as well. Go to motorsport.com, check out the latest and greatest from fly racing, and uh, we really would appreciate that. Good guys down there. Uh, thanks you to Plum Creek Funding, Max's Tires, FMF Vision, Get, and Pro Taper all on board with us this show, as are you. Uh, again, 702-586-7857. Taking your calls over there, holding things down. The Tits, how's your tits? What's up? Hi, Steve. How are you? Great, thank you. Why are you stepping on my dog right before showtime? Uh, I like to let him know who's boss. Growling at you. You can't just lay in the, of the way. Come yeah. on, stop stepping on him. Sorry. Wow. He was, he was in the way. Well, I, I believe a, a quick call to... Um, what are they called? What's the people? I don't know. I'm the, thinking of CPS. That's child no, protective services. No, no, that's not uh, your kid. There's an animal one. The Humane Society? No, there's an animal one. PETA. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm calling PETA. Whatever okay. it is. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get uh, Charles Castle when you can on the phone from uh, 100%. Of course, he'll come on to talk about some uh, Anaheim 2. And Jason Thomas will be on as well later on. So thank you for uh, again for listening. Really appreciate it. We are giving away a set of Zone Pro goggles today on the show. Zone Pro goggles from the folks at Fly Racing. You know who wears these? Justin Brayton does. And he got a podium in them. You know they work, right? Thank you to uh, those guys for coming on board. Get get and Athena. Uh, Athena is their sister company. Whether it's RPM dashboards, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, whether it's uh, uh, the RPM dashboard that will help you get better starts, get get. Uh, they'll, they'll dial you in. So thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Of course, they make cylinder kits and pistons and all of that on the Athena side of things, gaskets and clutch plates and whatever else you need from those guys. If you need a deal from the folks at Get and uh, Athena, email us using the contact form on Pulp MX, and we will pass that on to the guys at uh, Get. They will certainly dial you in. Thank you to the folks at Maxis Tires, of course. Uh, Kate Clayson, Alex Ray, uh, Jace Kessler coming up soon, uh, Luke Nice. Um, yeah, a lot more guys running Max's tires. Uh, Max's.com for more information on that. The MXST is developed by some guy named Jeremy McGrath, so you know they work well. Also, great mountain bike tires. I use the Minion. I think the one's called a Soggy. Uh, I use that one as well here and there, but the Minions are mostly what I use out here in Vegas. So thank you to the folks at Max's uh, as well. Light truck tires, trailer tires. If you haven't thought about them for a long time, please check out Max's.com. For more information, we're going to talk Jason Anderson too. I, I really, really want to get to the bottom of that a little bit because first round, okay, road great, whatever. You know, got a little tired at the end. Second round, he won. Wow, we got something. Third round, he passes Tomac, he passes Webb, he passes Roxon, and probably would have got second if his uh, radiator hadn't uh, been jacked up on the bike. So after three rounds, Jason Anderson, Monster Energy Kawasaki, he's officially a thing. He's for sure officially a thing. And I want to talk to uh, Charles Castle and Jason Thomas about Jason Anderson as we get into it. Uh, but uh, we'll get to your calls and more, 702-586-7857. I know you guys uh, have been waiting on hold. Uh, we'll get to you in a second. But first up, let's get to our buddy from 100%, sometime Pulp Show co-host, Charles Castle. What's up, Chuck? How are you? 
What's up, Steve? I'm good. Well, thanks to Cade, we're not giving away a set of FMF Vision goggles powered by the guys for 100%. Uh, yeah, I, we'd love to give away a pair of goggles, but Cade's got to perform. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we can do it. So thanks, Cade, for nothing. And if you listeners uh, want to DM him and tell him about how sad that he's, his results are making you, go ahead. Uh, FMF Racing was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed, and they now offer a full range of performance goggles, accessories, and sunglasses. Welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision. You know who's wearing these is Dean Wilson. Yeah, Kyle Peters is wearing them. Dean Wilson's wearing them. Mumphy's wearing them. Uh, uh, Zombie Blows also in them. So, yeah, quite a lot of teams. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, Chuck, I want to talk to you about Anderson in a second. But first, the big news this week, uh, well, a couple of news this week. Uh, Adam Cincerello, Joey Savacci, both out for the Supercross season with knee injuries. Look at yep. uh, Chuck. Uh, AC's my buddy. I really like the guy. Uh, I like to think of him as one of my only, like, friends of riders. Like, riders that actually, like, if I got in a car accident and I was in the <laughs> hospital, who would actually text me out of the riders that I know, right? I think yeah, he's one of them. Anderson is? No, Anderson is not. Okay. I, I think Adam is. I think Phil is. Uh, if Osborne counts as a rider still, I think he is. And, yep. and maybe a couple more. A-Ray, Kate. I bet. I bet, I bet Andrew Short does. Oh, I mean, I mean, he's probably there helping the doctors perform the surgery. Yep. So, yep. anyways, I mean, anyways, I, I, I really like Adam. Uh, but, dude, this is starting to worry me. Uh, he had a shoulder injury coming in, put his knee down. Uh, I was told that even if the knee wasn't serious, which when I was talking to somebody, be. they told me it wasn't going to be that serious. They didn't think he was going to miss time anyways with the shoulder because it wasn't working out. Uh, but now the knee is serious, and um, uh, yeah, it's not good, uh, Chuck. No, it's not. I, I, I think no one ever has ever questioned Adam's skills or speed or commitment or anything like that. It just everyone's always sort of turned a you know a blind eye to the, the injuries and the, the inability to finish seasons. Um, but man, they're stacking up like the. The incomplete seasons and injuries are, are, are back to being a thing, which mm-hmm. we all hoped. I think we're behind them. Yep. And man, it just it's tough. I think. I mean, Kawasaki's been behind them for a really long time. I, I you know, Jason doing really well is great for them. They sort of they have the representation they need on the track, so they're, they're not missing that. But man, at some point, you got to think Cowie's like, what are we what are we doing here? Like we. Yeah, I don't know. A lot right. of money in it, yep. kid. I, I I don't see it going sideways, really. Um, but you know, I, I, someone's got to start asking the questions, right? It, this has been a thing. Yeah, it has been a thing. And, and you know, he did finish the 450 Outdoor Series a couple of years ago, but that was only nine rounds. So this might be even a little bit of asterisk <laughs> on that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, outside I hate... of that, I mean, I, I I I haven't done the research, but man, I don't know. Outside of that, what series has he finished? And. The 250 Motocross Series, right? 250 Motocross Championship, yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. Um, Again, so, you know, uh, I know we all like Adam, and he's a good dude, yourself included. But, yeah, we have to start going, you know, what's going on here. Absolutely. Right, yeah. If Um, not, you you wouldn't be doing your job, I guess. But And and Joey, I know you mentioned him a little bit. It's uh, similar, right? Like, I I think he's finished more series, but he's finishing them and starting them hurt all the time Mm -hmm. or switching bikes and all these different things. So, I think Joey's going to be in a, a tough spot, and he he um, had a couple of years. You know, he's always shown flashes similar to Adam. I think obviously mm-hmm. Adam's top end is a little different, but um, man, he, he's shown flashes enough to keep him on pretty good equipment for a while now. And uh, man, he didn't he didn't have the ability to show those flashes before getting injured this year, so that's going to leave him, I think, in a, a tough spot. Yeah, man. Um, you know, listen, our sport's gnarly. It's hard to stay healthy. You look at Tomac, man. Yeah. It's incredible. The guy's missed one yeah. race in uh, whatever years, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, we, we keep having guys getting hurt and missing, and it's a brutal sport. And then the, the sport marches on while you're sitting on the sidelines, you know? So yeah. People keep improving, and there's something to be said for that, right? Like, I think Ryan Dungey's career is largely attributed to his ability to stay healthy and, and continue to get better and stack those those finishes and those wins and – compounding to get better and you know that's yeah. it's difficult to get better when you're sitting on the couch so 
Tomac's got the red plate. Chuck going into Anaheim too. He has not led a lap of the series. Never mind, gotten a win. Um, very odd to see a guy not lead a lap and have the red plate. But here we are. But it's seven yep. points within seven riders. Um, Jason Anderson should have the the red plate. Uh, I want to talk about JA for a second here because um, first week, whatever, got got was fast, but got tired at the end. Wins week two. Okay, now we may have something here. Well, week three. He passes three all-timers uh, to get into second. And then, of course, the bike screws up. Uh, Jason Anderson is for real, Chuck. Do you have any reason to think that, you know, he's not? No, not at all. I, I, and just the eye test from San Diego, I mean, man, was he good. He, I think he always sort of excels on the, the harder, slipperier um, on dirt, and, which San Diego sort of played into that favor. But... Um, I, I don't see any holes in his game right now, and he looks he looks good. So I wish I had a, a something to offer to, to <laughs> have a rebuttal well, okay, against yep. you, but I got nothing. Man. Okay, He's good. What? Why is he better? What? What's happened? Because again, we have no analytical way to measure this. But and and his championship was a long time ago, Charles. But to me, three rounds in, he looks faster than he did when he won his title. Yeah, and and. I think it, it's a, a lot of factors, right? Like, I don't think you can point to one thing. I think it's um, the, the biggest thing to me. It has to be the change of scenery and scenery and the sort of breath of fresh air and the, you know, reignited um, love for the sport or whatever it is, you know, that, that sometimes the only way you can get that is a change, right? A, mm-hmm. a change or, or a breakthrough ride. And he, he hadn't, hasn't had that breakthrough ride and since his championship year, he hasn't won. Right. So, um, I think he, he he changed bikes, changed teams, changed all the people around them um, in terms of the, the personnel around the, the Monster Kawasaki team. And I think that just sort of, you know, ignited something in him. And, you know, I, the bike is good, right? But I, I don't think I don't think a rock star Husqvarna was ever holding him back. So um, it's, it's, I think, easy to point to the bike. But um, I think it's more the, the personnel and the, mm-hmm. the change of people around them more so than the actual motorcycle. So yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the you know the Rockstar KTM is a is a KTM factory bike that Cooper Webb won the title on, right? There's right. yeah. So I don't think it's a, yeah. I don't think it's like oh my god, the Cowie's a better bike. It could be a better bike for him, but he won a championship on yeah. it. So um, yeah, but exactly. it's it's remarkable, dude. It's remarkable. Like yeah. again, like look what he's done in three rounds. Yeah, and, that, and you don't see people go from that form to sort of finding his groove as a, just another guy, if you will, for the last three years now or whatever, uh-huh. um, and then get back to winning championship caliber form. I think Chad Reed has done that a few times. Yep. Um, yep. But outside of that, they usually, you know, riders tend to, when they start down that down slope, it's hard to claw your way back out of it, and guys usually continue down that, that path, and Jason's turned it around for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's remarkable. If he ends up winning this championship, he'll br- he'll break a lot of records as far as, times between titles and, and wins and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, right. yeah, yeah, really, really impressive. So I was doing the, the review show, and, like, I'm not – I'm not uh, – maybe I'm getting caught up in the hype here, Chuck, but, dude, I can really see Sexton winning this thing. I really can. He's got speed and starts and style and, and, and all of that stuff. He got the final win. Um, you know, he's not going to make – he was on the Monday show, Pulp Show, talking about how he feels more comfortable. He wasn't trying to – you know, in the past, when he's led laps, he's tried to, like, crush everybody, right, and push and push and push. Uh, he felt like mm-hmm. it was all pretty okay for him. Um, it's not inconceivable. Now, you can, you know, tell me I'm crazy, but it is not inconceivable that Sexton rips off some wins and, and wins his championship. It's it's his second year. You know, he's learned a little bit. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Or do you just think it's – do you think you have, you know, like numerous guys in front of him? Uh, he has a lot of guys to contend with, right? Like um, there's the past champions. There's, you know, Eli Tomac is a past champion. is in a good spot early in the season, better than he normally is. Like he, he has a – a lot to go up against, but it's not inconceivable, right? I mean, when I know you've been quick to point the finger back to Jeremy McGrath in 1993. Well, no, okay, um, I mean, I, I'm sort of joking, but kind of sure. But know. but the, the the circumstances they're they're same but different, right? Like when Jeremy did that, nobody thought he was in the position to do that, right? Like the you back up the race before he starts winning everything. And you're like, yeah, there's no chance in hell. Or even when he wins the first time he wins that year, yeah. no one's thinking, 
yep, this is it. We're in for 72, 71 more wins and, yeah. you know, yeah. all those titles. And, and so, you know, he was more dominant than Chase in 125s, but but he's still sure. two-time yeah. champion and, and just like Sexton. Yeah, I think it, it's a stretch to think we're going to see Chase win, you know, <laughs> seven titles here or whatever yeah. it, it is. But, but having said that, you know, when – RV broke through and got his win. Like all those those dominoes usually start falling much easier and much different after somebody gets their win. And there's, I know you guys, you know, Jason, you know, Weege and JT, and you have all talked about there's going to be a changing of the guard at some point, um, and you never know when it's coming. So it's always easy on the the front side of it to yeah. be like, oh, you know, Eli's still great and Roxon's still great and Cooper's the champ and all these things, uh, but it's going to happen. Right, and you don't know what happens until it starts happening. Right, so um, having said all that, I, I think I'm trying to leave myself an out for in case it does happen. But say I don't, I don't see it happening this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. But uh, you're right. right. We we always never see it coming, and then when it happens, we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's 2020, right? So, Chase yeah. yeah. um, Sexton goes and wins. You know, three of the next four. You know, yeah, four of the next six or seven races. I think we're all right. you, talking a different tune, but you got to start, and he can start. Yeah, so I like start, that, and he can. He has speed, and yep. he has starts. Yep, yep. I think the rest gets sort of starts to get ironed out once you you start up front and and get through a couple twenty minute main events right. without crashing. They start to come a little bit easier. So absolutely, these other guys, these other guys need to get he, in front of it and put some pressure on them and hope he. he doesn't finish some of these. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were looking. They they stiffened up the frame. They braced the frame up, and then they softened the clamps up after Oakland crashes and the whoops. Which huh. softening the clamps up, looking for uh uh looking for. I'm, I'm sorry. They stiffened the clamps up. Sorry. Um. No. So I, I, I got it backwards. Stiffen the frame and the. They were looking for more flex from the from the front, which is crazy. So they they stiffen the frame. And yeah, they stiffen the frame and the soft and the soften works. the clamps up, basically yeah. to try to get a little uh, a little bit less flex. Which is uh, the, the, the the basic line is they wanted a little less flex in the motorcycle. And my point being is that when was the last time you saw an aluminum chassis? You know, try to get stiffer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely unique and different. And I'm curious if did they do the same for Kenny? Yeah. You know, or just Jay? well, not the clamps, but they did the same frame mod for Kenny. Yeah. Okay, so and I, I know I've listened to, to Chase on the the Monday Night Pulp and Mech show, and you know he's talking about how the they struggled in the whoops, and I, I personally haven't really seen it. I know he talked about side to side and this and that, and he crashed with Kenny, but I, I haven't watched Sexton and, and Roxon and been like, oh yeah, they they're off in the whoops. You know, they, yeah. they, those are two yeah. pretty good guys. So it's uh it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is weird, right? It, it, you just don't see that yeah. from that type of. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. trying to get more flex in the aluminum chassis for a while, and then now they've exactly they've reached a point where they they want it the other way. Um, yeah, and 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 I think yeah, and everybody sort of beat a dead horse on the story of Jason riding a steel frame for so long and going to aluminum, but mm-hmm. it seems to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we don't know behind closed doors how much they're searching for stuff, but I would have thought there would be more searching and more there than mm-hmm. you know someone like chase that's been on an aluminum frame his whole professional career yeah yeah absolutely uh you want to get some phone calls let's do this on the uh, fly race and moto 60 show charles castellu is uh is in studio we first up we have uh todd on track designs what's up todd how are you good how you doing steve good what's going on good question for you so on the track design if there's a section on the track that in qualifying that a lot of the riders are struggling with for example, San Diego whoops, it looked like in qualifying, a lot of guys were, you know, having a difficult time. You know, how and when do they make changes, you know, before the night show? It looked like they did some changes for the night show because everybody's getting through the whoops a little better. How does that process work? Riders complaining, dirt works, does something. How does that take place? Or maybe they didn't change anything. Um, yeah, they, they definitely, that's what J-Bone's job is to do, to go talk to the riders and be okay. like, hey, man, what do you think? What's going on? Uh, how's this? Right. How's that? You know what I mean? Um, San Diego, they took out the first two whoops, Chuck, for the uh, final practice. Did you happen to see that? Was it two or three? No, I didn't. But to, to answer the question, I think that any kind of drastic changes like that have to happen between qualifying sessions because there's no time after the practice, the free practice, before the first qualifier. 
and they can't change stuff in the middle of qualifiers because it's not fair from Group A to Group C or whatever. So I think they right. they always happen between the second and third round of riding or after the, the final qualifying session before the night show, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the only time they can make well, those changes. They've done it. They've, they've cut out a corner between yeah. the second and third qualifiers, and then I, I've talked to a couple of privateers that had bike problems, couldn't yeah, ride the faster track, and didn't make a night show because right. of some drastic yeah, track uh, change. Yeah, I think... I mean, if you're, you're asking my opinion of what they should do, it should be after free practice before yes. the first time practice or at the end after all qualifying before the night show. There yeah. shouldn't be any track changes in the middle there, but right. they, the way the schedule is, there's no time for that. So. Yep. Yeah, and, and also uh, whoever does the whoops at Daytona before the night show, get don't use them again. <laughs> So <laughs> I thought it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, anything else, Todd? No, no. I just no, that was a good question right. because you know making my fantasy picks, watching yeah. guys struggle, and then now in the, in the night show, everybody's getting through. I'm like, okay, well, I, might, I can't change it now. So here I am. But that's what I needed. Yep. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. They. Uh, I forget who was telling us. Somebody on Monday was saying they came around and it was like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm going a lot faster into these whoops because there was two or three removed. Right. Um, Shad, uh, Shad, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, so I was listening to your show Monday, and then uh, just listening to you guys just a second ago talking about Jason Anderson and everything. Um, his Instagram video of him jumping off the track, um, my observation is, is I think he intentionally meant to do it, or at least intentionally meant to jump that way because um, Plessinger checked up on him right in front of him, and he's trying to avoid a collision there landing on top of him. Well, that's. I didn't know if I mean heard the same thing, heard anything. No, I never followed up on that. It's amazing, Chuck. Did you see this? I, I watched it live too. Yeah. Like he, oh, okay. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He. I happened to be looking at him for some reason, or yeah. looking at Aaron, or whatever. And yeah, it was definitely a. I'm aborting to the right here so I don't kill somebody. Yep. And then it was damn impressive his dude speed off the track and ability to get back on the track without hitting a tough block or hitting somebody. I was downsides was, the uh, jump on the right of the hay bale nicely yep grab some gears pops back on incredible yeah yeah and i think i I can't really fault him for for going too fast beside the track there because if he would have stopped and tried to get back on the track he would have got t-boned by people going by faster so like it only worked because he was going a similar speed to the he was merging basically yeah in the traffic going the same speed it was yep yeah yeah nuts thanks chad thanks for the call man yeah, uh, absolutely insane. Uh, Sean's on three. Sean, you want to talk about the broadcast? Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. I'd like to start by saying I'm glad Charles is on. My favorite Monday night shows are when uh, he oh. and Paul are together. Wow, nice. Wow, wow, so, wow. We're trying to we're trying to get those two back together. We're working on some dates. It, so. Appreciate it. It yeah. should be every Monday. Wow, every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. Chuck, yeah, well, how, I'm a big fan of those. How would the wife think about that? Just coming up every Monday. I, I don't know, but we got to talk. We got to talk compensation here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> every Monday to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so uh, during the broadcast, something you've said in the past is with both Ricky and Jeff was um, being great X racers. You would like to see them be more uh, critical or call out what they mm-hmm. see. And on during the race, when uh, Freeze took Craig up into the berm and basically brought him to a stop, Ricky actually. To his credit, was like, "What is he doing?" Or, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, he said, "Oh, he said, come on, man!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was great, and I just wish Lee would have followed up with, "Well, what are you seeing? Why, why that response?" But I thought, okay, finally there it is. He sees something he doesn't like, and he calls it. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, okay, but they get crapped on a lot, so I wanted to. No, you're right. It was good, and I think everyone was like, "Come on, man!" You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I agree. Uh, I'd like to see him do it more with Vince Freeze, who doesn't he doesn't party in Temecula, so you know people don't really like Vince, as I've said many times. Like personality, you know, he Vince is, doesn't hang out with people, he doesn't talk to people, he, he's his own guy, and he's made his own decisions. And so, I I absolutely agree. When well, you know, when it comes to a lot of things, I like to see Ricky. I mean, he he's a, he's one of the greatest riders of all time. So. What, what you know? Why why wouldn't he say whatever? Like, how could any rider be like? What are you talking about, Ricky? You know, like, what are you talking about? How could anybody yeah. be like, they could say, hey, man, I didn't like what you said. And Ricky can be like, that's cool, but this is why I said it. And you'd be like, okay, well, he's Carmichael. So, you know, it's not Mathis. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just thought it was great yep. to see him finally 
give that frustration out or yep. kind of say what was on his mind at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, thanks. Have a good time. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, Charles Castellou. Tony disagrees with Chuck, uh, so let's get Tony on. Maybe this will evolve into a full Uh-oh. yelling match. Tony, what's up? You disagree with Chuck? Hey. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Charles, I, I have ultimate respect for you and your product. I think you're smart. You're next racer. So I don't, I'm disagreeing with him. I don't think I'm going to get in a shouting match. Ah, damn it. You okay. can't. I, I mean, I can. Fuck you, Charles. I mean, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. What have we got? But, but look, in all fairness, I don't think you can lump AC in with these guys who are chronically injured, can't finish their deal. You don't know if they're going to get a – you know, I don't think you can put him in with the McElrath, right, who has a lot of different illness. I mean, it's a supply and demand thing for AC, right? His supply is always low. We're historically conditioned to know that we're kind of not going to get a full season. So when he's out there on TV – you're fucking psyched. You're trying to get all the AC you can get. You know, he's also yep. most, not most, a lot of these guys are like socially, you know, disabled. Uh, they're not the greatest interviews. They don't have great, you know, uh, social media. AC is just a different being altogether. So I think he gets a, I think he's still selling bikes even when he's not on the track. And I think he gets a pass or a wide berth because he's more of a full package, right? Uh, I'm not a Kawasaki guy. I'm not really an AC guy. But it's the supply and demand thing, and we know he's not going to be there, and he's he's just sells a lot of bikes, and he's really great. People so love you're, it. So you're saying, Tony, even though he's not delivering full seasons, uh, he's going to get a bit of a of a break from Kawasaki? I think so, because yeah. he's the guy. If if you looked at the roster and said, who would you like to sit down and drink beers with and have a couple of sto- hair stories from, he's one of those top three guys, right? It's not going to be McElrath. Unfortunately, it's not going to be Joey Savace. I know he's close with Charles, but AC's just elevated above the rest of them almost to a, maybe a stick-and-ball sports guy, I, I okay. think. What, uh, what do you think, Chuck? No, I, I, I agree, and I think um, – I guess the point I, was, I didn't make very well was like he, he's got passes, if you will, or, or you know, continued on great equipment and got paid really, really well based on all of the things that, that you mentioned, right, like his – his top end speed when he is there is great and he's a fan favorite and he's great on social and he's creative. And I think he's one of the guys that quote unquote gets it in terms of delivering for sponsors, um, doing things when he's hurt to, to add value to sponsors. So all of that said, he's going to continue on, on good equipment and get chances. Even if Kawasaki walked away from him when his contract's up, somebody's going to pick him up because there's that chance that he can hold it together and he's going to be, you know, win a championship. But I guess my point is he's, He's burning those – he's checking those boxes. Like, he, he's burning those favors, if you will, of like, uh, he's great for this, he's really good at that, so let's keep him. Like, you can only do that and get paid the money that Adam's getting paid for so long before it's like, well, I think, shit, we're going to go try something else. We can, yeah. look at, we can look at Kennard's stay at Honda. How long was it? Because Kennard, really yeah. Kennard put in similar sort of – and AC's not there yet, but – Trey got hurt. Come back, be really fast. Get hurt. Come back, be really fast. Honda, yeah. Honda did yeah. that for that game for four yeah. or five years. You as, know, as long as those comebacks are, yeah, you know, Trey, that's where Trey excelled, right? Like Trey would come back, yeah. and would be winning or competitive immediately, yeah. And that was always enough to like get that next deal and lock him in for another two years or whatever it was. Yep. And so Adam, Adam hasn't had a ton of really really bright spots lately right so I, I in no way think he's going to be jobless next year or in two years or whatever but um he 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 has to that sort of burns out at some point where people are like all right we're gonna we're gonna take a chance on somebody else we know what we're gonna get history's repeated itself too many times yeah all, 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 all really good points. I, I, I agree they're all really good points thanks all thanks really tony you, you, thanks man all right guys bye. thank you appreciate it uh charles castley from 100 percent on the line um Josh is on one. Josh, what's going on, man? What's uh, what's your question? Yeah, you guys were talking about, uh, I think it was you and Dan Truman having the 250s run 17 rounds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, peop- and people were complaining about possibly, you know, jobs being lost because there wouldn't be as many riders and teams. What about splitting the coast up for the privateers and having basically three main events a night? Oh, okay. So then uh, east-west uh, B main for privateer guys or something. They- Basically, in something like with the Supercross Futures. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I've talked about a 450 B main for a couple of years. I've always told there's no room for in the program, but there's room for Futures. 
at Salt right. Lake, so they made room for that, Chuck. Um, but, um, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix the 250 class. I've been on record so many times talking about how screwed up this class is. You literally have stars of the sport uh, uh, taking dives. Um, you know, if you're Geico Honda, you pay Geico Honda a bunch of money, and the, num- the number one rider on the team isn't racing, and he's healthy, a la J-Mart. Uh, we had Nate Thrasher, not even on the verge of pointing out, sitting out of races to help him two years down the line. This is insane. And now, of course, we had the, the rule change a few years ago that got lobbied, and Marty, and I think it's Joey, right, uh, Chuck? I think Joey and Marty were benefits to stay in the class. I'm pretty sure. Yep. yep. So then, so then, when the when they were getting close to pointing out, then uh, the teams lobbied it, and the rules were changed, and, and and so like, like it's it's badly broken, and my my solution has always been they're they're half pregnant right now with these with the two fifty class. So so either three years and you're out, doesn't matter what you do, we don't care. Three years and you're out, a hard point limit, five hundred points. 600 points, whatever it is, so that you can keep the, the privateers keep racing, you know? Or right. wide open, staying in as long as you want. Who cares? 17 rounds. I don't know what the answer is, but it ain't the answer what we're doing now. When guys aren't racing and taking dives and, 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 and the dude that's getting sixth in a class of half the talent is making more money than the 12th place 450 rider, 13th place 450 rider, it's fucked up. It's jacked up, so I don't really know the fix, but it's got to be something. Chuck, do you have a do you have a spot, a thought? Uh, I, I don't have a I don't have a solution, but I agree that it's we're in the middle somewhere, and we've been operating in the middle for since you know, forever, and it everybody has just continually evolved to find ways around it, and I think sponsors and teams and writers yeah they just have cr- figured out like like wait a minute, the two fifty guys are on TV the same amount of time as four fifty yeah. So, like, an outside sponsor that's paying a lot of money doesn't really know the difference between Christian nope. Craig on the podium holding up a monster can versus Chase Sexton on the podium no. holding up a monster can. You know what I mean? So, like, they're, they're looking at it going, we can get the same TV exposure, the same amount of time for the same or maybe even less investment. Um, so the, the 250 teams have just figured out ways to take advantage of that. Or, yeah. I guess, not even ways. They just figured out yeah. to take advantage of it. Um, so uh, we can't solve that unless you took them off TV, which no one likes. That's not the answer. Um, or you, I think three years in your out is tricky because then you're going to end up a little bit more like MX2 and, and the MXGPs where, I mean, there's nobody left in the class, right? Like I think we're going to, we're going to struggle for talent to even fill the gate at that point. Now the, the 500 points or 300 or whatever the hell the number is, Accumulative points that that has some merit. I think yeah. that could work. Yeah, I just think, I think like you broken. don't want to kick the Jimmy Dakotas's and um, you know uh, um, yeah. um, uh, Robbie Wageman's out. You know you don't want to kick those guys right. out. Um, so yeah, like for instance, Robbie Wageman would probably be ineligible if it was three years or yeah, 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 yeah. years no. old or whatever it would yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. He's not ready. No, like, he just quits the sport. He doesn't go race four fifties and be competitive. So, so make a point of five hundred points or six hundred point career points, and then you got to get out of there. Something where, because like, let's face it, if you're getting, and Charles, you were here as a, as a pro rider. If yeah. you're getting tenth on back in two fifty supercross, you're not making any money. This is not a living. No, this is not a real no, wage. No. So, you know, if they kick you out after five or six hundred points. Well, they're actually probably doing you a favor because you got to get on with your life. Yeah, you <laughs> and you, you have. It's taken you a really long time to get that. Yeah, like you, you've given it a shot. Yes, you know, yeah. If yeah. If it's three years and you start trying to figure out, like, is it three years? You start one race. Do you get hurt at the first round and two of them? Like that, that gets muddy. But if it's a mm-hmm. a simple point until unless they change the point structure again, just um, yeah, it, just, it's pretty straightforward, right? Dude, we can't have if you got guys not racing that are healthy. That's fucked up. Yeah, wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, that, wrong. That's wrong as a sponsor. Yeah. That's wrong as a sport. That's wrong. You, now you have Thrasher staying home in his rookie year to not get yeah. 130 points. Like, what the Which, fuck? Man, that, that's unbelievable. Because if you're, you're Thrasher, you're like, you, you don't know when these opportunities are going to come up, right? Like, you, you don't. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen next race or next no. year or next season. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you got to race when you can race, in yeah. my opinion. And like, you get into it when you're a championship contender guy, but like for him, that was so far yeah. 
removed from that. It was mind-boggling. Not mind-boggling, for sure. And, and you know 100% is a sponsor of that. So you write a check to yeah. Saw Racing, and mm-hmm. the guy who won two races is not able to put your goggles on the podium or on TV or anything. Just healthy, right. find a race, not racing. So do you get yep. a do you get a refund from the start team on that? Of course not. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, right. Of course not. So, you know, if I'm Geico, who was a much bigger sponsor than 100%, I'm like, WTF, what do you mean? You mean our guy that you told me was the number one guy isn't racing right now? Like what? So, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Josh, I really like that question. Do you want a pair of uh, Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles? Sure. All right, stay on the hold, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thank you. Appreciate it, Charles Castlew from 100 in uh, in studio. Before we uh, before we go to uh, uh, Jason Thomas here, Chuck, um, give me your give me your winners this weekend. Anaheim two. Anaheim two. Uh, I'm gonna go easy one. I'm gonna go Christian Craig, uh, just because I think. Yep. Uh, he's been the most dominant, right? So yep. he doesn't fall. I think he 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 wins. He came back to third. Upside down with no visor in the first turn. So, yep. um, we'll go Christian. And then 450. <clears throat> I am going to go with. I'm going to go Eli Tomac. I think he gets gets the first one. I know it's it's a California track, yeah. and not typically a, a, an Eli Tomac thing, but uh-huh. I think he he's better than normal. I think this early in the season. So, I know I was a little discouraged by his. Once he was in the second and last in San Diego, mm-hmm. like I kind of thought he would, we would see a little more out of him, but um, right. I think Chase, when he's out front and he's clicking, the man, he's going really fast. So, what about Eli? Okay, sounds good. Uh, FMF Vision made by the guys at 100%. So, please check those guys out. Uh, thanks, Chuck. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, right? Yep, I'll be there. All right, thanks. That's Charles Castle, everybody. I want to thank the folks at Plum Creek Funding. Are you looking to purchase a home in 2022? Your first time buyer? Are you an investor? Uh, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. Already own a home looking to pull cash out or simply lower your rate? Contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. Plum Creek Funding is licensed in Colorado, Nevada, California. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Zach Morris at Zach, uh, Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com, P-L-U-M, CreekFunding.com. Thank you to uh, uh, Zach for coming on board with Plum Creek Funding. Um, good guy, good company. I've used them for a couple of purchases, and it's always worked out really well. So thank you to those guys. ProTaper.com. Randy Valade was in studio last week, and he was talking about the new handlebar, the ACF. It's aluminum and carbon fiber. It's the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar for motocross. Uh, they got a carbon core system that uses lightweight and exceptionally strong un- unidirectional carbon fiber cores to reinforce the aluminum tubing and safely reduce its wall thickness in key areas. It's an all-new uh, handlebar for these guys. It's the lightest handlebar out there. Uh, 7000 series aluminum alloy, of course, on it. So uh, please check that out if you can at ProTaper. They're available now at ProTaper.com. ACF, aluminum carbon fiber bar. Randy was very excited uh, about this last week. Well, as excited as Valade can get. I guess I should qualify that. Uh, talking more about Anaheim 2 and taking, we'll take some more calls here shortly. From Fly Racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. Just uh, driving around Southern California, seeing uh, some, some of our valued dealers and looking forward to Anaheim 2, which I'm sure you are as well. What is the weather? What are we doing? It's Southern California. What do you think, man? It's I don't know, sunny, like 68 degrees. Well, did you go to you know, you won. Did you go to Anaheim uh, 2005? Because I sure did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm still dirty from right, that. Right. right. My rider didn't. Uh, no, it's it's perfect, man. It's going to be like 72 on Saturday. I don't. I think it's actually going to be a little cloudy, but uh, no rain or anything. Just, uh, but I mean, perfect temperatures. Anaheim 2005. You and my rider both watched the main event. Not good. Not good day. Not a good day. No. I I was never known as a mutter. Um, never. No. No, no. Uh, you, you Seinfeld references, be damned, I was never a mutter. All right, we got a lot of calls here for you, JT. But first up, um, I guess uh, let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about with with, uh, with Chuck. Jason Anderson, hey, look, it's three races. He's for real. I don't think it's the bike. I don't think a, a factory Kawasaki is better than the uh, factory Husqvarna outside of the radiator strength. Um, mm-hmm. What's the deal? Why is he better? What's going on? What do you think? Uh, I haven't spoken to Jason much about this, but... What, oh, shocker. Yeah, what do you think is the reason? I think it's just, uh, you know, a, a chance for him to give it one last real go to kind of rekindle his career here. Um, 
I, be, I truly believe that he's been on somewhat of a cruise control ever since that 2018 title. And I think, you know, and it's, it's shades of gray when you're talking about, you know, cruising and, and not putting in effort because he is riding and I, you know, you can't do 21 minutes anywhere near being a top 10 or top five guy without putting in effort. That, that just doesn't happen. But I think the difference is the full commitment, the I'm willing to do whatever it takes, put in extra work, really work on my craft and be as good as I can possibly be. I don't think he has been there for the last couple of years and that's fine. You know, I'm not the one that had to pay him or, you know, was um, contractually obligated to pay him these huge sums of money for a performance. So for me, it was fine to watch. I think he earned that with that championship, but I think the difference in his, uh, the work ethic behind the scenes and his approach is really noticeable and, and it's showing up on the racetrack on Saturdays. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else, man. He is for real. There is no doubt through three races he should have the red plate. And, damn, he's impressive. Yeah, but don't don't you just get the feeling that it was like, eh, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good enough to be top ten. You know, no one's going to be freaking out that I'm not doing well enough. But I don't really have to, to you know, I don't want to use the term kill myself, but I don't have to yeah. do all these things that these other guys are doing. Marvin Osborne and these guys are miserable every day, and I'm not. Like, I'm, having a, I'm actually enjoying my life and, and getting to do things that I want to do. Um, and this is pretty good. You know, I think that's just how it's been for a couple of years now. When do we get worried for Adam Cincerello and the, uh, the injuries here? Uh, again, great guy, friend of ours, sport needs him, sport's better off when he's racing, but... When do we start uh, getting worried here? Well, I think it depends on how you define worry or, or what the parameters are of what you're worried about. Um, are, if you're asking when do we start worrying that he's ever going to become a, a 450 Supercross champion and all these things, I'm close. Um, it's not going to get easier you know. from here. You have another significant injury, and we'll see what the timetable is like long-term on that. But... I start looking around, not only do you have to deal with the same old guys that you've been dealing with, with, you know, Webb, who's better than ever, Tomac has the red plate, you get, you're dealing with the, the established crew, but now you've got Sexton finally, you know, breaking out here. Um, a lot of these younger guys are, are kind of finding their stride. You have the re- resurgence of guys like Jason Anderson. I mean, the top 10 alone is, is just brutal when you look at it. And I don't think that's going to get better anytime soon. Ferrandis is on the scene now. So if you're going to continue to be hurt and not get better, per se, even if you just are standing still, he can get back to the level he was at you know, before the season, I don't know that that's good enough. I, I don't know that that's good enough to win right now. And if, if that's the level that you're going to compare it against, then you probably are a little worried right now. Yeah. So, so okay. Got it. Fair enough. So you're probably worried right now, is what what you're saying. I think so. Yeah. so. I, I don't know how you wouldn't be. You know, he's not getting any younger, and the field's getting tougher. Like that's just a that's a really tough dynamic to to be. You know, the d- divergence there. Uh Savachi got injured. He's out for the year. ACL. Uh, you're close to that team. Do you think they fill in? Do you know? I don't think they will. Um, you know, they have two solid guys. Mm-hmm. If they lost another one. You know, I think they would. But, you know, in that team, in theory, has always really been a two-man team. Yep. Uh, they stretched to go three. And I don't think without, you know, they, uh, you know, Forrest has it as a partner with Mark Lane there. I think without Mark, I think it would be a two-man team. You know, Mark really wanted Max around, and, and I think he, he uh, went the extra mile to get that done. Right. So I think back to two is not a huge deal because, in theory, it always was two. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I wrote about Max this week. Um, you know, he, he hasn't – I don't remember the last time he led, and I don't remember the last time he put in a heater lap for us to be like, oh, my God, he doesn't do that. But then you look, and he's 12th or whatever, and he's making every main. He's not making mistakes. He's not throwing things away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Supercross, I think that's that's kind of his approach. You know, we've never seen him where he's just got this elite-level speed in Supercross. Um, and me personally, I'm sure he would disagree with this, but for me personally, have a good Supercross season, build confidence, you know, and you need that to have a ride in America. You really need to be, you know, in there and relevant. 
but make sure you're 100% healthy and 100% prepared for outdoors where you are a podium consideration. And, and that's really where you can make your money. You can get bonus money. You can establish a name for yourself. Uh, but I don't think anybody's looking at it going, man, he's going to be a real threat in Supercross. Right. Maybe you know he is or maybe someone close to him, but I certainly am not. Uh, Justin on five has a conspiracy theory about Webb, Roxton, and Sexton. Do we even want to go there? Do we even? Oh, yeah. yeah we yeah, we I do. Hear okay, all I right. do. I want to hear this. All right, Justin, what's up? What's your conspiracy theory? Okay, so you said you're looking at Sexton as uh, potentially taking this thing. I, I I could see it if the ball keeps rolling, okay. right? Yep. Um, but you got you got Webb and Roxton with this weird connection um, where – I, I think it has to do something with a chick they both know they're very familiar with, but mm-hmm. leave that alone. Uh, you look at Webb's posts, he's always got a picture where he's in front of Roxton, and Roxton's behind him. It's just this weird thing. So if Webb is always hunting down Roxton right at the end or whoever it may be, and he shifts that focus over to Sexton because now Sexton's starting to kick ass, and we know with Webb, as time goes on, he starts to figure out and – kicking ass and he starts chasing Sexton, does that leave the door open for Roxon take the pressure off where he can kind of slide up in there, you know, and get away with the things he said about mm. Webb's chick and start winning? I don't so this isn't a massive conspiracy theory. I, I get that. Not uh, not right, completely, right, 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 but right. Uh, JT, what do you think? Honestly I think the I think the the female aspect of, of the rivalry I think is gone. Um, you know, Cooper is married to Mariah and Kenny's married to Courtney and they have kids. And I, I think that's done for now. That was a thing. Don't, I mean, everyone knows that was, that was a thing. There were hard feelings. I honestly think that's bygones or that's all done, right? They're adults and everybody's moved on. Um, now, whether they like each other, that's a different story, but I don't, I don't think that same storyline is really relevant. I, I don't think they really care. Like they just kind of life has gone on. Um, but but they do they are professional rivals no no question about that and I think if Kenny <clears throat> starts to establish himself as the key rival in the series because right now I don't think he is I'm sure I'm sure Cooper would go back to game playing he loves that he loves to be in other riders' head I just don't think he's really looking at Kenny as a big threat not at the moment you know maybe after a one but not right now yeah I mean I'd have to agree and I mean with the chick thing is more of like a ha ha right. we all thought that was funny but um well, that, yeah that, i mean there were hard feelings there make no mistake oh sure that. they were not that's why i think they don't like each other now right yeah yeah it's definitely um, for sure all right all well right. thanks man. um yeah oh one one thing real quick is that okay yeah um with uh fly racing gear i mean i understand you guys are selling a lot of it now i don't understand how because i have 2016 light hydrogen blue stuff that is still like silk sheets for me, and I hit the dirt because I'm not the greatest. But I mean, dude, how do you guys sell it? I mean, that stuff's still kicking ass. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, I'm I'm actually in dealers uh, this week and, and today. I'm in a parking lot of a dealer at the moment, and um, it's tough. We have that same conversation, and thankfully, there have been there has been such an influx of new customers over the last two years that it's really helped that because they didn't have anything right they didn't have gear at all um so we've we've got to engage new customers that don't know anything and they're buying stuff for the first time but i can tell you over the last six months um that surge has slowed down and it's not because people are riding any less it's just they have stuff and the quality of of products and it's not just us you know i I can speak for for ours but i think it's most brands the quality is really good so if they bought something last year, a lot of them are looking at it going, man, it looks brand new. I don't need anything new right now. Uh, so we, we've been dealing with that with uh, dealers and working through that and trying to really diagnose why things, you know, speed up or slow down at certain times. And I, that's my personal, my personal opinion is that a lot of people bought a ton of stuff and they just have it and they're looking at it. It's like, man, it, it doesn't look used at all. Why would I go buy something new right now? And, and I can vouch for this too. I don't ride very much, Justin. I should probably ride more, but – my fly gear, for the most part, is in tremendous shape. And then JT gets upset that I'm not wearing the new stuff. And I'm like, don't send me it. My gear is perfect. And then we go round and around, and then they send me more stuff. So I, yeah. I, I'm always like, this stuff is awesome. It fits great. It's not, it's not worn. 
you know, or whatever. And JT's exactly. like, too bad, wear the new stuff. And I get that. Yeah, well, too, I, so. as you are, you know, our, our most valued media member, Steve, I need you to be wearing the things that are actually available. That's it. That's, that's right. the reason. And, and, and well, Weege, the, what's, the Weege's, thing, what's Weege's uh, excuse? He, Weege I mean, is beyond help. Okay. The, the funny thing is, is like I have this is from 2016. I have multiple gear sets I trade through, but I'll break this one out. And some dude that loves fly, he goes, "Dude, is that something new?" I'm like, "No, it's 2016." And they're like, "Oh, yeah. oh, okay." I'm like, "Well, do they have any more?" I'm like, "Yeah, good luck, eBay." Yeah. Right. Uh, th- that, th- thanks for the call. Line is yeah. maybe my favorite though. That 16, 16 line yeah. is amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy's on one. Jimmy, you want to talk about the uh, 250 class and KTM? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and listening in on that other conversation, if you need someone to take your old gear, Steve, I'm sure I, I can help you with okay, that. Okay, thank you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, so my question, and maybe it's a little bit late to the game, but, uh, you know, previously we saw when, when Geico folded, there were all these guys scrambling for rides, and yet uh, KTM, you know, we know there's the whole, you know, red K- KTMs and white KTMs and, and whatnot, but they're only fielding one 250 guy uh, on the KTM factory level. Why weren't they there to pick up some of these other guys like Shimoda or uh, the Carsons or, you know, that sort of thing? And, and what's their strategy with only fielding uh, just Max right now? Yeah, it's – I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It is so strange, right? They picked up Max. They had the TLD team, and it was still KTM then, I believe. Uh, and they picked up Max. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, really uh, really strange, JT. They don't seem to have a clear purpose on KTM 250 side. It does It, it does feel clunky. You know, the, the gas gas thing just moved over, which was that, that whole effort was, you know, the KTM team just moved over to gas gas. And then I'm guessing they didn't want to lose out on Max long term. And this was a way to keep him. But... You know, if you were making a flow chart, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense right now. Um, I don't. I don't think this was some well-developed plan that KTM just like, yep, here we go, and then yep. we're going to execute this, and it goes this way. I, I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I think they they're kind of makeshifting some some things happen there uh, to to keep Max on orange. Yep. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yep. Jake's on three. Jake, you got a question for JT about the formula? I do. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, real quick, JT, I went to my local fly dealer, uh, slammed my hands down on the counter, demanded nice. to see the latest Thank and greatest Thank you. Uh, fly <laughs> gear uh, and helmets. And unfortunately, uh, a Formula CC helmet we're trying to order up, uh, they're saying it's out of stock. And I, I know I know everybody's busy, a lot of stuff selling, just kind of seeing, uh, you guys going to be getting some new shipments to that in, or are we stuck on a boat so, out in the ocean somewhere? I did, I did not pay uh, this caller to call in, but as of uh, Monday or Tuesday, uh, they're all back in stock. Formulas and Formula CCs are back in stock um, as of, I don't know which day it was this week, but it was this, what's today, Thursday? I'm going to say yes. Tuesday, I'm guessing, but they are in stock, so your dealer can order them and get them right now. Okay, cool. We'll okay, do it. There you go. That just happened. We've been out of yeah. stock for like two months. So go back in the awesome. counter, smash the counter, and go get, order one. I'll do that for you. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Jaden's on four, I believe. Jaden, what's up, man? You got Aaron Plessinger question. Yeah. Um, I was just had a question kind of about a suspension uh, going through the whoops. It didn't really uh, seem like it was changing much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me know. Uh, uh, I don't know, like, what. Um, I mean, yeah. AP's not a great suspension tester. He's admitted that. Um they made some changes in between week one at Anaheim, which didn't go well, and week two. So I, I'm, I'm guessing, Jaden, he's happy with it, you know? Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for the talk. Good good talk, Jaden. Um, all right, Jason Thompson here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, FMF, Vision, Maxis, get all on board with us. Uh, JT, 702-586-757. We've got a f- time for a few more questions. Any worry about Christian Craig? And his inability to hold on to this title. Well, I don't think it's a given. Um, he, you know, he needs to avoid mistakes. Like it wasn't really his fault, but th- I mean, that, that stuff can happen quickly. And you know, the way this series is going to go, there's only a few guys that can really 
challenge at all. And even if they crash in the first turn, they're probably getting back to the top into the top five. So I think it's just going to be, you know, a true test of who's the best. I don't think there's it's going to be like the 450 class where, you know, the champion may get eighth on one night just because there's so much damn talent at the front. That 250 West class, there's only a few guys that can really get top five. And it doesn't seem to matter where they are in the first lap. They're still getting top five. So in the end, if you're not winning races and you don't prove to be the best guy, guess what? You're not going to win the title. That's just how it's going to go. So we're, we're going to see who's the best. Um, just because if you're, even if you have a bad night, you're probably going to get third. Okay, so Craig's got six points on Hunter Lawrence, and he has uh, uh, 11 on Moseman. Mm-hmm. Freeze is out of this thing. I'm no, sorry, uh, Freeze and Mose and Schmoder are out of this thing. Yeah. I th- yep. You think they're almost twenty back? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, just because we just saw Christian Craig, you know, flip four times down the start straightaway, and he still got third. Yeah. You know, there's just there's just no way. Uh, you know, bikes break and whatever, but you know, in a, in a vacuum, um, it's going to be between those three, and one of them is going to have to just prove that they're the best guy. They're just yeah. going to have to win races. That's how this series is going to go. You're going to have to win to become champion. Yeah. Hey, we had Cooper on Monday night's show, and like I said, hey man, and I didn't want to. I mean, he, you can be real with Coop. He's a good dude. I was kind of like, yep. look, you haven't ridden your best, and you're one point out, and it hasn't been great. Uh, um, and he's j- and he fully agreed with me. He's like, yeah, we're not where we want to be. You know, I thought he was harsher on his bike than I thought he would be. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's a new bike. It's difficult. You know, changes, new bike. We're working new bike. Like, you know, basically, without saying it, said the bike isn't where it needs to be yet. And they're still working on stuff. I think you mentioned throwing some old stuff at it, meaning last year's mm-hmm. settings. Anyways, uh, all of that, and the dude is one point out. Like uh, it, he didn't seem happy. No, but I, I think um, I think he's got a lot of perspective right now because if you could tell him that hey, you know, the first three aren't going to go that well. You're really not going to be that relevant. Like you're not going to have any headlines. No one's going to be really talking about you. But oh yeah, you're going to be one point out he would sign up for that immediately. Uh, no, no questions asked because I believe he knows that as the series goes on, as the series gets back to the East Coast, guys get hurt, guys get worn down, they start to lose interest, all the things that always happen in this series, he gets better. He knows that. Like He knows that better than we do. And you're going to tell him that things aren't going that well and you're one point out of the championship with one podium, like he's going to be like, yes, I will take that deal right now. So me looking at it objectively, I love where he's sitting. Um, I I think this is shaping up exactly how he would want to draw it up. The only real caveat to that is that you've got this guy, Eli Tomac, who is also in the same situation and he's got the red plate that I don't think he would necessarily want Eli to be that guy that's, sitting one point in front of him in January. That, that would really be the only thing I would be concerned about. Yeah, it should be, uh, should be a great, great series. I've been stoked with all three races. Can't, yeah, it's great. I mean, know. you don't know who's going to win. You no. truly have no idea who's going to win with the gate and, and, and that, That's what makes for great racing. And you got to get a start. You just have to. I mean, you well, know. You, you, you say you, that, but then you look at Anderson. Like, he was just mowing through people. Yeah, but know? he wasn't going to win. I don't know. I don't think so either, but I'm not, I'm not right. willing to rule it out. I'm okay. not. All right. Um, thanks to the folks at uh, Fly Racing for coming on the, the, the show at flyracing.com. Please go to motorsport.com and check it out or your local dealer. Before we let you go, JT, for Anaheim 2, give me your winners. Give me the, the two winners and who's going to be the points leader in 450s uh, before, after the race. Well, I'm going to pick Anderson, and I wrote about uh, this for Racerhead tomorrow. I ha- I'm very confused about what the Kawasaki – PR said happened to his motorcycle and what my eyes and logic tells me happened to his motorcycle. So there's definitely something going on there. Um, but I, I think uh, Anderson bounces back and wins a two. I just loved everything I saw about mm-hmm. his riding so far. And then in two fifty, I'll go Christian Craig and, and Christian Craig will be my pick week in and week out for Every now. Week. Um, yeah. And, and you add in the fact there's going to be two whoop sections again this weekend. And, and we all know how, how talented and skillful he, he is in the whoops. And uh, yeah, I just think he mentally took a huge step forward because that was always the risk. Everybody was like, what if things go wrong? Can he persevere? Is he going to, you know, melt down mentally? And, and he didn't do any of those things. He was poised. 
and calm and showed a lot of resilience, and that's what you'd want to see out of him. So uh, I like for him to bounce back and get a win. I think Sexton and Craig. I think we're going Sexton and Craig. This starts, yep, starts now. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the Sexton pick either. He looks phenomenal. Yep, absolutely. All right, I'm man. A little, oh, okay. I'm just a little worried about him being able to be that dominant consistently. I, I still think there's a little bit of up and down in his game, but we'll see. Nah, no problem. He's got this. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Enjoy, enjoy the visits to the dealers uh, in Southern California. Thanks, man. All right, guys. All right, see thank you. you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. That's the Fly Race and Moto 60 show for another week. Maxis, get FMF Vision Plum Creek Funding Pro Taper. All on board with us. Tits, great work over there. Yeah, buddy. You really, really did something. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, you come back next week? I'll be here on Thursday. Okay. All right, everybody. Next Thursday, same time, same place, Fly Rates and Moto 60 Show. Thanks for listening. We're out.